Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Today's episode of The Other Stories is Speed Awareness Course, written by Joanne Askew and narrated by Alexandra Elroy. Three points on my licence or a speed awareness course. The previous six points made my mind up for me. I opted for the course, which meant I wouldn't lose my license, my job. Most folks had self-driving cars now, but my vintage 2037 Ford Mondeo flew with no limiters, no onboard computer following the same route, same safety measures, same audio warnings. No thanks. The blue Mondeo didn't play by the rules. People liked that. They came to us for the human touch. We were the only remaining human delivery drivers on the planet. Gen Z, in their retirement homes and orthopedic beds, loved tracking my Mondeos. I was five stops away, four stops, three, two, one. Sometimes I got carried away, speeding up to try to beat the delivery system. Knowing those pensioners were watching on their screens, the countdown to whatever antique Funko Pop they'd ordered. I went faster for them, for their little dusty trinkets and their faded Taylor Swift lyric tattoos. Old age 
one thing you couldn't shake off. But I went too fast, eager for my rounds to be efficient. The notification flashed up on my device as soon as I went a mile over the 30 mile per hour limit. It wasn't my first time, and the recent privatization of the DVLA meant the rules were stricter. Punishment had become profit. The Speed Awareness Centre was one of many across the UK. I'd taken the morning off for it. The Blue Mondeo pulled into the centre. Her engine relaxed, handbrake on for her short wait for my return, guarded by the dark, looming building, the only windows offering just a small peek into the reception room. Screens blared from each corner of the room, adverts for the safest self-driving car since the invention of them nearly 70 years ago chirped a chorus of mindlessness. Leaflets demonstrating stopping distances littered the small tables next to each chair. A lonely water cooler burped near the entrance. An NDA sat in my lap as the receptionist hurried me to sign it. What's this for? I squinted at her. To ensure you don't disclose any contents of the course to others as there is an assessment period. I nodded and signed. In the waiting room there were three men. I was the only woman. The man in the middle wore a brow of sweat and a twitching palm that drew my eye over and over. The others ignored him, choosing to be consumed by their devices. One younger chap was mumbling about only going a mile over in a 30 zone and what a joke it was to be here. When they called in the first man, the middle man began to tremble. When they called the middle man in, tears toppled from his eyes, like a salty dual carriageway with his oversized nose as the central reservation. As he passed through the door, he tried to turn back. If you would prefer the points in your license, sir, we can revert to that. But from my records, it indicates that this will void your driving license as you have reached the maximum amount of points. Remember, you can do the speed awareness course as many times as you would like to to avoid points. We are also a research facility where every speed awareness candidate helps towards our goal of zero RTAs a year. The man straightened up, wiped his tears away. Lassie. I'm choosing between this and losing my livelihood. I can do it. Very well, sir. According to your penalty notice, you went 71 miles per hour through a 70 miles per hour zone, so you will be taking the high speed awareness course. Can I do two 30 mile per hour courses instead? He begged. No, sir. It doesn't work like that. A new tear ran down his face. He didn't say another word as he was escorted through. The receptionist returned for me soon after. Miss Erica Cerulean. I stood. Yes? My voice came out deep. Yes, I repeated in my normal tone. This one will be fairly straightforward. You will be completing the 30 mile per hour class, which mainly covers residential areas and such. Please come through. She opened the door. Four rooms spouted from the wide corridor. Four rooms with wide doors and ramps leading to them. Lights with metal barred covers shone above the doors. Three red, one green. We entered the green room. The room, as big as a school gym, was dimly lit with viewing windows around the sides. Dark figures filled the windows as they loomed down onto the vehicle in the centre. There was a camera suspended from the ceiling 
its red recording light like Mars in the night sky. The car, a plain white courser, was attached to the corners of the room with sturdy mechanical bars which showed off their complicated hydraulics beneath. When you're ready, please enter the vehicle. I tried to take the whole room in, but my gaze quickly fell back on the receptionist. Miss, there will be four sections to the course. Sections one and two will see you inside the vehicle, and section three and four you will be outside. The end of the course will include a short assessment quiz and a feedback form. Are you ready? I looked at the courser, its white stubbly little body looming in the vast emptiness. I guess so. The inside of the windshield in the car was lit with words, stats, facts about speeds, stopping distances and the value of self-driving cars for an accident-free world. I was pretty sure I'd read somewhere that the company who ran these courses also sold driverless cars. Section 1 of the course shall now begin, a voice said. A seatbelt vibrated, prompting me to pull it across. A fact about seatbelts rang out soon after. At 30 or below, the impact on the human body is minor. The vehicle will now demonstrate this. I laughed. Finding myself in a self-driving car was ironic according to the crime I'd committed. The car started to hum. A shadowy figure appeared in front of the screen. The inside of the windscreen turned red, then began a countdown. Three, two, one. The car lurched forward, propelled by hydraulic arms, metallic screeching harmonizing with the course's engine. I was flung back, then forward as the brakes came on. The shadowy figure was knocked over. I swore I heard it grunt, but the hydraulics roars covered any sound detail outside the car. My heart sped over 30 miles per hour. The shadowy figure tried to stand in the gloom, its head rising a few inches into my view. The receptionist scurried into view, picked up the figure and placed it back onto its trembling legs. I inhaled my burning lungs reminding me to breathe. At 31 or above, the impact on the human body becomes much higher, with the difference between life and death now coming into play. The vehicle will now demonstrate this. I wasn't ready. The car hummed, the windscreen now red again, numbers counting down from free and the cries of the hydraulics a symphony of engineering. The figure turned to the car as it hit again. I heard a series of bumps and bangs across the roof of the Corsa as the figure flew backwards over the car. Then, the Corsa's brakes engaged. This time, the seat belts across my chest became iron, flattening hard against my breasts. My winds turned to agony as my body whipped forward. My neck cracked like aged tarmac. An automatic wheelchair sped into view and circled round the back of the car. Through the agony of the impact, I adjusted the rear mirror to see the chair scoop up the figure and wheel it away, a clicking gracing every rotation of wheel. I tried to turn my head to follow the movement, but my neck felt like it was tearing every sinew inside. I panted to ease the pain. A hiss came through the air vents in the courser, The red windscreen faded. At 30 or below, 
the impact on the human body is minor. The vehicle will now demonstrate this. The words woke me from a daze. The ground was beneath me, a dull plastic surface mottled with brownish stains. It was dark, a faint red glow in front of me like a guide. There was a countdown. The hydraulics seemed louder now. I straightened up. Bright headlights made me shield my eyes. The sound of acceleration ended the countdown. I was knocked off my feet, winded, my legs taken right from under me. I clutched at my chest, spat and coughed till the air finally broke through. Regular rhythmic inhales settled into my body, finally. Something grabbed my elbow. I was thrust upwards. My neck jarred. A deep rip radiated through it. I was let go, gently, encouraged to stand alone by gentle hands. At 31 or above, the impact on the human body becomes much higher, with the difference between life and death now coming into play. The vehicle will now demonstrate this. When the dim red arrived, and the hydraulics greeted it, I called for help. But the countdown and lurching metal rods drowned me out. Headlights hit the bloody floor for a mere second before the impact. My body danced over the car, each part of me crushing into the metal hull in turn. I hit the back wall and tasted blood. My facial bones were loose in my skin like a bag of jigsaw pieces. That was the only thing I could feel. Below my chin was only coldness. I woke in another waiting room, one with beds and busy staff flitting between them with clipboards. Erica Cerulean, you have completed the practical part of the speed awareness course. Please now fill in this short quiz and feedback form, a course assistant in the lab coat said. Then you will be free to leave after ten minutes. What? What? My face? My words surfaced as a whimper. The healing process takes only ten minutes, but please do not stand before then as the serum needs time to take effect. You will leave here just as you entered. I looked down to the multiple choice quiz. Each question focused on my injuries and the pain I endured. It didn't feel like it mattered anymore, like the little empty boxes on the white sheet were tiny courses, staying in their lanes, not breaking any rules or limits, just pleading for my blood. The feedback form asked me if I would ever speed again. I trembled. The double doors opened as another bed was wheeled in. The middleman from the waiting room lay in a crimson bed, parts of him still detached, parts of him still bleeding. Medics swarmed around him as the words rang out. Sir, you have completed the practical part of the speed awareness course. Please fill in this short quiz and feedback form when you have movement in your arms. Then you will be free to leave after 10 hours. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Speed Awareness Course was written by Joanne Askew, narrated by Alexandra Elroy, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effect provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. 
A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And of course to Ben Errington for drawing social media cards from his never-ending content deck. Deck, I said. Deck. Joanna Skew is a science fiction and horror writer, and she explores mental health, sexual identity and diversity through her fiction, the deepness and darkness of space is her second home. As an LGBTQIA activist, she aims to use her fiction to make the world a better place for the next generation to come out in. Her sci-fi horror novella, Sloth, is out now. Alexandra is a bilingual voice actress and writer who lives in the Netherlands. She loves everything to do with stories, especially creative and playful horror. Her favourite voices to do are witches, goblins and crazy computers. And when she is not voicing, writing, or mummying, she directs plays that she adapted from classic novels such as Pride and Prejudice, Death on the Nile, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver, and it's brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. 